Today on this Memorial Day Sunday, we're wrapping up our series, We Enjoy God's Design. We started out by reminding ourselves that God's design is good and it gives us life. God, our creator, actually does know what's best for us. Culture's design, it's just always shifting. What's right and what's wrong is always changing. Cultures are just endless wandering. Self-design, we can say, well, I'll just design my own life. I know what's best for me. Well, we actually don't, and we end up in a lot of confusion. So we want to learn God's design and then learn to enjoy it. So Mother's Day, Pastor Carla talked about God's design for mothers. Last week, I talked about God's design for fathers. Today, we're going to talk about God's design for families, but it may turn out to be a little bit different than you expect, and it has to do with the word mission, uh, but we'll get to that. I want to start with just how we just think about families initially. Family is not an important thing. It is everything. So says Michael J. Fox. Now, this is not a quote from the Bible, but it is a quote that sums up our initial thoughts about family. We actually do think families everything. My kids are everything. My grandchildren mean the world to me. I, can't, I don't know what I'd do without my wife or without my husband. And this summer, many of us will spend extra time with family. Vacation, family reunions, graduations, or weddings. And there's this feeling we have that family is everything which means that our experience of life gets tied to how our family's doing. So if our family's doing well, if everyone's getting along, if everyone's healthy, then we feel great too. We feel lifted up by our family. We're on the top of the world. But if our family is not doing well, if there's tension and conflict in our family, and if we have family members who are struggling with serious health stuff, then we don't feel so great. We just feel kind of weighed down, kind of down in the dumps. We can even begin to think that our family determines our future. So if my family got along well, encouraged me, loved me, supported me, then when I head into the adult world, I'm going to find joy. It'll be just fine. And if my family was filled with chaos growing up from conflict or tension or abuse or addiction, then I'm just going to struggle my whole life. So that thinking that family is everything that family actually determines our life, that way of thinking about family almost turns family into some kind of a god, an idol that we can end up worshiping. So we have to be careful. So it would be really interesting to see what Jesus says about family because we want to know. Well, for Jesus, family is not about blood. Family is about mission. And I'm going to read a story that explains that. I'll set it up first. Uh, this is in the book of Mark, New Testament, chapter 3. Jesus has begun his earthly ministry. He started teaching people about the truth about God. He's healed people. He's healed, so far, Mark, a leper and a paralyzed person. And whenever Jesus starts teaching, crowds of people gather around. He's becoming to be popular. He's chosen 12 disciples who are always with him, always listening, always learning. And something else has happened. The religious leaders of the day are jealous of Jesus' popularity because people gather around him. And they're upset with some of his teaching. So they have begun verbally debating and attacking him in public, trying to take him down a notch or two. And in private, they've already begun to plot how to kill him. So that's where we're at in the story of Jesus' earthly life. Here's the story. Then Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him. They stood outside and sent word for him to come out and talk with them. Well, that sounds good. Jesus has just made it through an intense debate with the religious leaders who are trying to take him down. 
And it's, it's been intense, so now what could be better than your family showing up? You can just relax and they can support and encourage you. It's going to be great. There was a crowd sitting around Jesus and someone said, your mother and brothers are outside asking for you. Now in biblical times, both in Old and New Testaments, in Jewish culture, family was central. When you were introduced, you would identify yourself by your family. So I would not say, I'm Steve Anderson. I would say, I'm Steve, son of Dalmar, who was son of Roy. I would tie myself into the family that I'm a part of. So, of course, when the people gathered to listen to Jesus, heard that his family had come to see him, they just passed the word through the crowd, and the front guy said, hey, your mother and brothers are outside asking for you. Meaning, hey, isn't it great? Your family's here to see you. I know you'll probably want to stop teaching and just spend the rest of the day with them. And they would expect Jesus to have said, oh, so glad my family's here. Sorry, my teaching's done with you for the day. I want to to be with my family. But that's not what Jesus said. Jesus replied, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Then he looked at those around him and said, look, These are my mother and brothers. Anyone who does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. And the people listening thought, what? Is Jesus mad at his mom? Is he tired of dealing with his brothers? What's happening? Well, Jesus is saying family is about more than blood. It's about mission. Jesus says, anyone who joins me on God's mission in the world, they're my family. Now, it's important to note that Jesus is not throwing away his family of birth. He didn't. At his crucifixion, as he's dying on the cross, he made sure that his disciple John, his closest friend, took his mother Mary and took care of her. Jesus made sure that happened. And a little bit later, uh, the apostles who were writing letters to churches, guided by God's Spirit, Paul wrote this, but those who won't care for their relatives, especially those in their own household, have denied the true faith. Such people are worse than unbelievers. So Jesus isn't throwing away his family birth, but he is saying at its core, family is not just about blood. It's about mission. It's about being on mission with God. Or to think about it another way, and we'll explore this sentence, but not family or mission, not family and mission, but family on mission. And by mission, I mean God's mission. God's mission through Jesus' son of bringing his kids back home into the family. God's mission of bringing forgiveness into people's lives and peace into people's lives and communities and nations even. God's mission. So I'm going to tell you a story from our own family to, to help you see the difference between these three different ways of being a family. When our daughter Sarah was in college down in Chicago, she got involved in an after-school tutoring program run by a church located right in the middle of the notorious housing project called Cabrini-Green. At its height, Cabrini-Green, 15,000 people lived in these poorly built concrete high-rises, subsidized government housing. Not a good place to live. High crime rate area, high drug use area, high gang activity area. And if you lived in Cabrini-Green, gunfire was a normal part of your day. It was just one of the sounds that you would hear. So now as parents, when Sarah told us this, I mean, we, were, we were glad she was finding a way to be part of God's mission in the world, and these kids needed 
the love of God extended to them. They're growing up in poverty and horrible situations, most not with dads around, many not even with moms around. And when they got into middle school, the gangs were just waiting to invite them into their family. So we were glad that Sarah was doing this. We were also concerned for Sarah's safety. And we did a lot of praying for the safety uh, over the three years that she, three and a half years that she was doing this. But she found a way to be a part of God's mission. So, and Sarah loved these kids. She did not just feel sorry for them. That doesn't know any good. She loved them. She prayed for them. She cried for them. So in the spring of her sophomore year in college, Sarah was talking about summer plans. He said, hey, mom and dad, I'd like to bring two of the kids I tutor home to Minnesota, be with you guys for a couple days, and then I want to bring them to the Bible camp that was just outside of town for a week. So she wanted to bring two 10-year-old girls who'd grown up in a neighborhood of high-rise concrete buildings and parking lots to a spacious Bible camp on a Minnesota lake surrounded by forests. What an amazing difference. She wanted to bring these two girls who'd grown up in a neighborhood of drugs, crime, and abuse to a camp that would be safe. And for a whole week, they would hear about and experience the love of Jesus. So, if we had been a, a family that was a family or mission kind of family, we, we had to pick which one we wanted to do, I would have picked family. I would have said, Sarah, hey, you know, this is really nice, but I'm your dad. It's my job to keep you safe and successful. You cannot be involved anymore in this tutoring program with the housing project. It's not safe for you. And you certainly cannot bring two poverty-stricken kids into our home. When you're home this summer, we need to be family. We don't have much time to spend with you anymore, so we don't want to spend it with other people's kids. We want to spend it with you. So stay in school, stay successful, keep planning for your future. You can't do this. If it was family or mission, I would have chosen family. If we were family and mission kind of family, a little bit different, I would have said, well, that's a good idea, Sarah. I mean, I'm all for mission, but you know, we have other plans for the summer. We've already got things planned out, and we'll have to see if it fits with our family's plans. And, you know, we don't see you much. You're living in Chicago, and I, we'd really like to spend time with you. We'll try and make it work, but I don't know. Maybe both won't happen. That's family and mission. <clears throat> Fortunately, thankfully, for numbers of years, we've been learning how to be a family on mission. We're still learning. So during a previous year, we visited Sarah in college. We actually climbed on the North Park College vans with she and her friends, and we drove down to Cabrini Green, parked the vans right in the middle of the housing projects, and we went into the tutoring site. We met the site, the, the, the site coordinator, uh, and Sarah introduced us to all the kids. It was kind of fun. And the minute we saw this, we thought, we understand why Sarah wants to do this. This is really important work. We did not feel it was completely safe, but we understood why she was doing it. So we supported it. So when Sarah called about wanting to bring these two kids home for a few days with us and then off to a Bible camp nearby, Ashley and Capri were their names, uh, we said, sure. Now we did as parents have some, some concerns, particularly since our daughter would be bringing someone else's kids across two state lines. We thought, you know, you need to have permission slips and waivers and forms that the parent, our parents sign, so it's legal that you do this. And she said, oh yeah, I'll do that. So she did that. And that summer, Ashley and Capri came to our home, stayed a couple days, then went out to Bible camp. 
because we're a family on mission together. And when you're on family mission together, that's just what you do. You, you make it happen. And everybody has a part to play. Now, the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is on mission himself. He created this wonderfully good world. He gave it to the man and the woman. They said, forget your design, God. We'll make our own. And so humankind fell away from friendship with God. So God said and planned this place to get his lost kids back home again. We see this very early in the Old Testament story when God chose Abram and his descendants to be his people, his family, with a unique purpose. The Lord said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. God did not bless Abram just so Abram could be blessed. He said, Abram, I'm going to bless you and your family so through you I can be blessing the whole world. That's the purpose of a family. Now, we're going to talk about your family in a minute, but I want to talk about Cornerstone Church family first because as a church family, we're on mission with God. We believe in Jesus. We put our full trust in him. With the help of God's spirit, we're seeking to imitate the rhythm of Jesus' life, which is up in worship, in in community, and then out in mission. And I'm not diminishing the importance of, of worship and community up and in, but Jesus is very clear that out in mission is the lifeblood of his family. Mission is what binds us together with Jesus, because that's what he's doing. And mission gives us purpose, and mission keeps us depending on Jesus Christ. So you may or may not know about this, but just a couple things that's happening with us as a church family because we're on mission with God. Last year, we made a big commitment to mission and hired Mark Tracy as a pastor of Outreach and Mission to help us get out of the four walls into the community. Very important thing. And Mark's doing a good job of helping us do that. When we left the United Methodist Church last year and joined the Global Methodist Church, we were able to increase our giving to mission both right here in Watertown, in the U.S., and around the world, from 12% of what we give to 16% of what we give. It's actually a big increase. And one of the things that that increase enabled us to do as a church is there's a group right here in Watertown called Brothers and Sisters Behind Bars, and they walk alongside people dealing with addiction stuff who want to get free, and they love them, introduce them to Jesus, give them safe and sober housing, and, and keep, help them make that transition. And because of that increase, we were able to triple our monthly support for them, which is great because we're about mission. And very few of you know this, but last month, our food pantry, every Monday, it gave away, helped and gave needed food to an average of 65 families every single Monday. And we all do this as a church because we're on mission with God. It's not just about us. It's about God's mission in our community. And then, of course, our own families join God on his mission, which is why I told that story about Sarah. So let's just read that together, that sentence. Our families join God on his mission. And some of you are going, I know exactly what this is about. We've been doing this for the last year or for 10 years, and it's great. And some of you may be going, what is he talking about? Well, next steps will help you figure that out. First one is very, very simple. Pray daily for the people in your God-given network using the Family on Mission prayer, which I'll give you in a second. But first, your life is not accidental. God has created you. He's put you where you're at. He's put 
the people he wants in your life, your network, the people that you know at home, at work, your neighborhood, and uh, God wants you on mission for them. And so this is a prayer I'm going to give to you. It's on the, uh, the program. You can pick one up on the way out. Jesus, we renounce that the goal of our family is to be safe and successful. That's really something, isn't it? We affirm your goal for our family of being on mission with you. Hear us as we pray for the people you've given us in our network and then dot, dot, dot. Because the prayer's not over till you, whether you're a single person at home or you're an empty nester couple or you've got lots of kids at home, then you put the names of the people that God's put in your life as you end your prayer. You pray for them by name. And as you do that, something happens. God will change your heart toward those people because you're praying for them. And he will change your words toward them. And you may end up in some really interesting conversations. So just use the prayer. It's a basic starting point for all of us. If you're not doing, try it for a week and then keep it up. It's a great habit and practice. And then participate in the fire nights in 24-7 prayer. I'll explain what that's all about. Uh, June 5th through 8th, important week for us as a church family as you kind of begin summertime. We're going to have some fire worship nights. They're called fire worship nights because in the, the scriptures, uh, one of the, the, the symbols or words used to talk about the work of God's spirit is fire. There's energy. There's power there. And these are worship nights. Start at 7 p.m. Brandon will be leading them along with Jordan Livell and some of Jordan's friends from a worship team in his church a little bit south of here. And just a time of worship and seeking God's power in our lives so we're on mission well for him as a church family and his families. Starts at 7, you can come and go, stay the whole time, or not. It's okay. Also during that week, there's 24-7 prayer. Starts Monday, June 5th at 7 a.m. and goes through Thursday, June 8th at midnight. You can sign up using the QR code for one or more one-hour slots where you're praying that God would empower us as individuals and as families and as a church to be on his mission in our community. We want to be effective for Jesus right where we're at. So important stuff. Use a QR code. QR code's also on the, uh, the bulletin or program. You can pick it up that way. And the last one uh, is receive prayer for God's power for your family to be on mission. So uh, let the worship team come on up now as I'm explaining this. But after the closing song, I'll come back up. I'll remind you of this. But uh, our pastoral staff will be up front, about four or five of us. And if you're, your family, whether you're a family of one, two, three, or more, family size doesn't really matter, if you want one of your pastors to pray for you and ask God's Spirit to fill you with power and energy to be on mission for him this summer with the people he's put in your life, we just ask you to come forward. That's a very specific prayer, and uh, we want you to take that opportunity. And when you come up, I'll invite you to just do this with your hands because it's a prayer of receiving God's Spirit as we pray that for you. So keep that in mind. If you desire that for your family, to be a family on mission, come on up. We'd be glad to pray for you. Let me pray as we prepare to sing. Heavenly Father, thank you that you have a good design for this human life that you've given to us, gives us life. An important part of that design is our family that you've placed us in. And we're there to do mission, to join you in doing good stuff in the world and blessing people and helping people find you. Without that, Lord, we get confused. We don't find purpose. We, we waste time, energy, money. We waste all kinds of stuff. But when we're on mission with you, 
Life has a sharp focus, and it's good. And we ask that you help us to find that kind of life for our family. We pray in Jesus' name, and we all say, amen.